shawty, what's up with y'all? Oh, Coming to say you're lucky, fine. We got to cutting it off. Nobody kidding, fuck on my line. I'ma keep it up with y'all. But shawty, I'm trying to make you mine. Don't make it too easy, I wanna try. She looking too good, can't let it go by. Oh, yeah. Think I won the lotto. This little mulatto. She could be a model. What is up, everybody? I am back. We are back with the Lovecast. You guys thought you could kill me, you know? Heart disease. That was a fluke. COVID. That one, uh, that one was not a fluke. That one, that one really kicked my butt. But I'm back. Uh, the Lovecast is back. First episode in a long, long time. Took a nice little summer break. I mean, I was still uploading on Uppercut. Uh, the boys and I were doing a ton of work. Mostly the boys. I didn't really do much uh, on Uppercut. And Butsy has done some couch stuff. But other than that, really, there hasn't been too much being posted. But that's about a change. Um, the network's about to be active again. There's going to be tons of new people and shows. So stay tuned. It's going to be a very fun season of sports and podcast. And yeah, I'm very excited to share it all with you we got a great team of people that are going to be doing some great things, so it's going to be awesome. Um, it's just going to be me today because the boys are, you know, at school, and I'm, just, I'm in my last day of quarantine, so yeah, but let's get into it. We, we got some fun topics today, just some quick stuff. Uh, starting off, we got Danilo Gallinari's knee injury and what this means for the Celtics and for him. So for those of you that don't know, Danilo... Big Italian, big beautiful Italian man, uh, playing for FIBA. He, not playing for FIBA, playing in the FIBA tournament for Italy. He, he had a pretty catastrophic looking knee injury. It was actually the same uh, type of thing that Jamal Murray did a couple years ago when he tore his ACL. Thankfully, though, the doctor said his ACL is still intact. So, yeah, he just tore his meniscus, though, and that's a pretty tough injury, but from what I've heard, they're calling this, uh, like, best-case scenario for him and the Celtics, so that means that I believe he's only out for, like, a month into the season or something like that, so it's not going to be, it's not going to affect the season too much. Um, Gallo's big thing is he's basically going to be Al Horford insurance and rest and then he he definitely won't play in the playoffs because he's a liability on defense um and the Celtics defense is so good but they're not it's not gonna be able to hide him and that's not what they want to do they don't want to hide him in the uh playoffs they're gonna want to focus on optimizing their defense so you know he's gonna essentially be someone that allows or he's gonna be someone that is a starter for Al Horford when on back-to-backs and stuff like that when Al Horford needs to sit um, because Al is getting up there in age, as we know. He's not getting up there. He's up there. And, you know, in order to maximize his potential and what he is able to do, he's got to be rested. So, you know, good news on the Gallo front. I mean, bad news, but better than what we expected. And I'm really excited to see Gallo play. For those of you that haven't really watched him, he's so freaking slow. But he gets his shot off. He's sort of like an older Kyle Anderson. He just like, you look up and you're like, how did Gallo get 15 points? I didn't see him score once. 
and he just does the same kind of little things over and over again very slowly. He, do, he plays his game, and no one's going to affect that, and he doesn't play a lick of defense. So, you know, just a great classic Celtics, you know, just a classic white guy Celtics player. Um, very excited to have him on my basketball team, and this is going to be a really fun year for the Celtics. I'm, I'm just really excited for this team. I mean, I think we actually got better. Not a really hot take at all, seeing as we got better players and didn't lose anyone that was um, too big of a, you know, contributor. Like Neesmith, obviously, you want him to be good, but I just think his his uh, mentality was his mental stuff was broken here, which is scarier than a physical break because mental stuff's the real deal, as we know, and it's tough to recover from that. So sending him to Indiana, a really bad team that's going to give him a lot of reps, allow for him to, you know, really flourish and grow and, you know, get out of this rut that he's in because the mark on him coming out of college was he's this knockdown shooter, but now he couldn't hit a shot to save his life, and these were bad misses. These weren't in-and-out misses. So let him work it, work, work it out, work through it, you know, get where he needs to go, and hopefully he's successful because I am a Neesmith fan. Um, obviously, Vanderbilt sucks, but, you know, good for good for Neesmith for getting a better situation, honestly, than what he has at the Celtics because he's just going to be buried still, and I'm happy for him. But, yeah, I was really off track. Um, I'm, I'm happy that uh, Gallo is going to be not, not, like, out of the league or anything. He's going to be okay. Alrighty, this Thursday, my beloved Tennessee Volunteers are going to be taking on the Ball State Cardinals. Ball State, um, one of those areas. I'm not even. I don't. I, that might be Ohio. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. But it's going to be a great game. I'm so excited. I'm going to be going to the game. It's on Thursday. It's after classes. I'm beyond excited to have a terrible Friday morning. I don't even care. It's going to be awesome. My buddy Sam White and I are going to be betting the game. We always do. I think that's going to be the Vols and over, as we usually. That's the usual play for us. I don't know what the number is yet. I haven't checked. The numbers usually, from what I've seen so far on the lines at these types of games, where it's uh, a uh, over or a favorite and then a heavy, heavy underdog. I've seen like minus four. 4,000 on one of them. I don't think it's going to get that high, but it might. Either way, I am going to be very excited to be at that game, and I'm going to be betting it. We're going to be crushing that over in the Vols money line, as I said before. And I'm just extremely excited for this season. I think the Vols are a little overrated, unfortunately, which... This is my third year here, and let me tell you, they're overrated every year by our fans, which is why this is the best fan base on earth. They they expect to win the the, the Natty every year, and that's obviously not going to happen. But we are, you know, in a good situation with Hypel. I really like him. He's a great coach so far. He's already a thousand times better than Pruitt ever was. You know, you can see him making a difference on campus and making a difference with the players and just even the first couple of games after once he was hired there it was just a whole different team and I freaking love it our biggest thing is our defense our defense is terrible specifically our cor our cornerbacks so I I 
believe we signed some depth with the, you know, freshman class coming in and the transfer wire, but don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure we have some good depth coming in. I do know we have Brew McCoy, who got cleared to play. A little bit of a uh, shaky, shaky thing in that situation. I don't really know too much about it. Sounds like he might have gotten suspended by USC for some domestic violence situations and then was being blocked for being allowed to play at Tennessee after he transferred by USC and then once asked about it, USC said they weren't blocking it and then everything was fine. So I'm not one to speak on that, but Brew McCoy is a great player. I know that, and he's going to be playing for us. So in football terms, that is a positive. I have not done the due research on whatever happened, so I'm not one to speak on that. We're just going to power through it. I'm really, really excited for Hooker. Not Hookers, but Hendon Hooker. He's a he's a great quarterback. I'm hoping that he's a little underrated right now. I saw him at like 60 to one for Heisman odds, and and then they have that NC State guy at like 45 to one. I just people don't people love hating on Tennessee. I'm a huge Hooker fan, <laughs> and I can't wait to see what he's going to do this year. I'm I'm just really excited to watch him play again. I think now that the team is his and he's allowed, he's going to be he's going to really be able to flourish. He did he played well last season, but I can't even I can't wait to see him play even better. Uh Jalen Hyatt's going to be back. He was in my English class one time, not a big deal or anything. So uh Henry Toto once texted me, but you know, fuck him. He went to Bama, so fuck him. But not a huge deal. He texted me for math homework. I gave it to him, of course. I regret it now because he went to Alabama, but if you are a Tennessee football player, I am like a B, a average B student, so I will give you homework for sure, and if you're Don Plowman, the dean, listening to this, I will not be giving them homework, so yeah, it's all hearsay, you can't get me in any trouble, um, don't listen to anything I'm saying, but that's a little off track, I got COVID brain, sorry. I'm just excited for this team. We have a a pretty tough schedule. I'm just not even gonna gonna lie. I'm gonna go through the schedule a little bit and just you know talk it out with you guys because why not? So, Ball State. I'm gonna say that's a win. Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. That's where it gets tough. That's a big win if we get it. I'm not gonna be super pissed if we lose close. I'm not gonna be pissed at all. If we get blown out, I'll be pissed. But that's a tough game. I'm gonna. I mean, you know what? For for shits and gigs, I'm gonna chalk that up to a loss so that makes us one and one let me write this down so i don't lose track of what i'm saying next one akron i'm going to give us that so that's two and one next one florida so florida seems to be in shambles a little bit but i could see us underrating them a little bit but however we are let me make sure we are yeah we are at home for this one and because of that, I'm going to give Tennessee the win. And with our win over them last year, I don't know. I just I like Tennessee in this spot. I'm, I'm just praying they get the win here. So I'm going to make it 3-1. and one. Next one, LSU. So LSU is in a really shitty situation, but it's also we're going down to the den or whatever the fuck it's called. That whatever, what, the lion, I don't know. Whatever the LSU thing is called, the stadium. One of the loudest in college football, if not the loudest. I gotta give us the loss here, unfortunately. Even though the team is not as good, the home the home crowd really really makes a difference. So with that will be three and two. 
Next one, Alabama. Obviously, we're not winning that. Three and three. Next one, Tennessee Martin. Give that a fucking dub right there. Four and three. Kentucky. I don't understand the hype in Kentucky this year. Why are they ranked? They're dog shit. They're saying they're a football school when they're... I mean, they're neither. Fuck Kentucky. One of my... I, I think they may be my least favorite school. I, I despise Kentucky. They just suck. Uh, the fucking blue bloods. All right. That's a sick sick scheme, dude. Or not scheme. Sick whatever it's called. You, the Kentucky sucks. Uh, I'm giving them the win. I don't even care. That's five and three. Tennessee the win. Next next one, Georgia. I mean, Georgia might be maybe on par with who they were last year. And that's really scary. It really is. I just don't see Tennessee getting the win here. And I know all these all my all the my fellow Tennessee fans that you guys are ride or dies, you're gonna yell at me, but I'm just trying to be a logical Tennessee fan here, and there's very few of those. So, yeah, we're, we're taking the L there, 5-4. and four. Next one, Missouri, grab that dub right there, 6-4. and four. South Carolina, fuck the cocks, 7-4, and four, of course. Shout-out Sam Crusoe, shout-out Carolina O'Donnell. And then Vanderbilt, obviously we're beating Vanderbilt. I know they're supposed to have the number one offense in the nation, according to some crackheads in Nashville, but... That's not going to happen. I don't know if you guys have ever watched SEC football or college football in general. Vanderbilt's dog shit, even though they beat Hawaii. And, yeah, I just can't wait to watch us beat them again. So, with that, we'll be going 8-4. and four. No clue where that, what bowl game that is. I, I heard something about, like, Wisconsin maybe and, like, the Cheez-It Bowl or some shit like that. That would be pretty cool. Cheez-Its are a pretty solid cracker. Not, not, a, not like, the highest rated cracker. I could eat probably, like three handfuls of them and then you know my mouth hurts and they get a little tiring but now that I've been talking about them I do actually would I would really like some Cheez-Its and I have I don't know if you guys have ever had the uh, blackened Cheez-Its I don't know what the fuck they're called if they're called blackened or not but those are really really good I enjoy those a lot too now that I've been talking about them so much I'm probably gonna either order a box off of Amazon or go to the grocery store. I can't go to the grocery store. I'm probably going to order a box off of Amazon because I have COVID, as I've mentioned a million times throughout this podcast. So that's going to wrap up my Tennessee walkthrough. And I'm just so excited for this season. I'm not going to remember most of it because I don't remember most of last season. And that's okay. It's about the fun that we had while not remembering. So with that, we're going to get into another segment. Alrighty. I wanted to do a quick little segment of something new never done here before on the uh, Lovecast podcast, but we are going to be talking about some pop culture stuff, and yeah, it's going to be a load of fun. Before we get into it, though, I just wanted to talk about what the fuck was Mike Tomlin doing last night in our preseason game? Why was he playing our first string players? And oh, guess what? Two of them got injured, and only the two important ones, too. It was... T.J. Watt gets chop-blocked in the knee by Hokerson, or whatever the fuck that guy's name is, the tight end for uh, Detroit, and gets his knee all fucked up. And then Deontay Johnson screws his shoulder up, which is really good because he's one of our most important wide receivers this upcoming season. So I just did not understand that decision, and neither did the broadcast broadcast. Yeah, that's the right word. Broadcast crew, evidently, because they mentioned it like I don't know, forty-five times about oh. 
the Rams never do that shit, and they only won a Super Bowl last season. But Sean McVay, you know, he never he never plays his his first string players in preseason. He throws them right in regular season, and guess what? They're fine because you know what? They're fucking first stringers, and they try they play all season, and they're fine. I just didn't get that shit. It was. Dan Campbell and Mike Tomlin having a pissing contest over a game that doesn't matter. Detroit had, what, one or two wins last season? And why are we trying to beat them in preseason? Let them have it. Jesus Christ. They're not going to... It doesn't matter. It's preseason. It's ridiculous. It hurts us more than it helps us to win. It was ridiculous. I was pissed about it. Um, That's besides the point. Let's get into this. I'm very excited for this new segment. I'm going to be talking about the Mafia. So, over the summer... One of my obsessions that I, I guess, became obsessed with was the fucking mafia. Um, yeah, these guys are crazy. First off, I just can't believe that people looked and talked like that and did what they did. I read, I think right now I'm at, I'm on my third or fourth mafia book, and then I've been crushing The Sopranos. So it's just awesome. So interesting. I highly recommend it. Right now I'm reading, well, I'm about to finish finish uh Gotti's rules which is this book by Gotti's like right hand man Johnny Elite who was a uh Falcon Albanian so he couldn't he couldn't be a made guy which like for those of you not in the know like myself uh a made man is like a member of the mafia and essentially old Johnny was not of Italian descent so he couldn't be made but ba- but he was essentially in the mafia and he just was like a hitman, did everything, and he has this tell-all kind of book, and it's it's a it's just so interesting. They just would walk around, shoot you in the head, kill you, throw you away, throw you in the trash, and then you know just walk through and do it all over again. Eat a fucking bowl of spaghetti or gabagool, like they all talk like that. It's awesome. I I love it. Sopranos, one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my entire life. They it's just it's it's perfect like there's just there's a little bit of comedy there's a lot of heavy breathing and deli meat eating a lot of violence and killing it's 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 just an awesome show it's on hbo max highly recommend if you have been living under a rock and haven't checked it out yet like myself but i i uh i love this topic i guess it really fascinates me i was on a serial killer kick for a while i read i read no joke i think the last year alone, I read eight books about serial killers. I read, I just finished a book in between this mafia book, these two mafia books about, um, it was called When a Killer Calls. It was about this uh, fucking complete weirdo who, um, he like, he murdered two girls and then called one of the girls' families and was just like toying with them. It was really fucked up, not going to lie. But it was a very interesting book. Great read. Um, that's my second time reading a John Douglas book. And for those of you who don't know who that guy is, he's the guy that coined the term serial killer. You might know him from the hit TV series Mindhunter. That's who they're... The, the detective in Mindhunter who like coins the term serial killer. That's, that's based off of John Douglas. That's a great TV show as well. I've also read the Mindhunter book. That's an amazing book that's written by John Douglas about that. Um time and yeah serial killers obviously super fucking weird guys um what i've been doing is i read a book about the mafia then a book about serial killers and a book about the mafia book about serial killers so 
it's been getting super interesting. After I finish Gotti's Rules, I'm going to be checking out this book called uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, and it's about the Golden State serial killer. So I'm excited for that one. Gotti's Rules, I got like five pages left, and uh, great, great book. I'll probably finish it after this, honestly, because I don't have much going on. And yeah, so back on the mafia, these guys are fucking nuts. Not a hot take, but there's like five families that make up the entire organization. I think they're still active today. Don't quote me on that. And don't, please don't come and shoot me in the head if I'm saying anything wrong. But yeah, super interesting. They, there's so much that you like don't know. And they're, I'm reading, like, in one chapter, there's, like, 40 people that die. They're just like, oh, yeah, Vinny, Vinny Two-Hand, shot in the head. Um, they all have nicknames, which is sick. I, like, Willie Boy, Regario. Um, let me let me, let me me go through that. I have, like, a – in the book, they have, like, a picture of um, – here it is. They have a picture of, like, the freaking family tree or whatever. And it, it's <laughs> – I was just laughing at all the names. They got – Frank Licario, this is Frankie Lowe, Joseph Armani, Joe Piney, uh, <laughs> Joe D'Amico, he's got a big old schnutz, and they call him uh, Jackie Nose, sorry, John D'Amico, Jackie Nose, uh, Joseph, oh god, Carrillo, that is Joe Butch, uh, Pasquale, whatever, Patsy, Anthony, C- 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 oh Jesus, Cocconi, Sacconi, Sunny, um, guys, I can read. The problem is the print is super tiny, so I can't really see it. But uh, Lou Villario, Big Big Lou, you, you guys get the point. It's just hilarious. All these guys have amazing nicknames. Um, and, yeah, the, it's just a crazy topic to read about. I highly recommend the book that I'm reading now, uh, Gotti's Rules. The only thing about it that kind of weirded me out is it's by this guy, George Anastasia. And, George, the entire fucking first couple of chapters everything he says is like and uh john Gotti, you know real real uh like anytime anything hap- bad happens and he's like and alite would soon find out that that's just how Gotti Gotti played he played by his own rules because he was a liar and a stealer so after he probably says Gotti was a liar and a stealer i don't know like 1500 times in the first three chapters it gets a little ridiculous honestly it was making me laugh i kept I would uh I kept mentioning it mentioning it to my girlfriend cuz I was laughing so hard like it was really every like I was like no shit that a mafia boss is a fucking liar and a stealer but even I guess for the mafia itself who had this like code or whatever Gotti went it went along his own kind of thing but it's a super interesting read I'm I'm very interested in gangs and stuff like that not like the gangsters we have now that are all uh wild and all over the place and don't have any organization i'm interested in like like i finished this summer i read a book about whitey bulger that was pretty crazy uh i read a book about or i'm about to read a book about frank di matteo he was part of like colombo family or some shit like that i don't know I, I like i like that stuff it's super interesting i'm definitely going to be checking out more mafia books and serial killer books are interesting too i just feel like i need to take a shower after i read them because these guys are fucking weird and sometimes it gets a little depressing when i'm reading those things so and it's like i was reading uh last year i was reading this book called um it was like about the btk killer and it just said like 
bind, torture, kill, and then it had like a it said like serial killer on it, and I felt a little weird just sitting like in class reading that before class started. I felt like people were looking at me like I was a fucking weirdo, and um, I definitely think if you raided my house and found all the uh, books about serial killers, I'd probably go to jail. But I promise, guys, I'm not a serial killer, even though that's what a serial killer would say. I'm just very. It, they're inherently interesting, dude. Like, these guys are just fucked in the head. And I say guys because it's mostly dudes because women would never do some shit like this, even though, obviously, Eileen Warner, female serial killer, I'm sure there's been more, but really, it's such a small percentage of women that do it. It's it's mostly just fucking weirdo guys, which completely makes sense because guys tend to think with a different brain, if you know what I'm saying, and it gets them into a lot of trouble. And I guess a lot of... um serial killer stuff from what I've read uh, comes from like mommy issues which is interesting but I'm not talking like your usual mommy issues these ones are pretty dark I'm not going to get into it. it's pretty disturbing but yeah I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore but The Sopranos great great show um, so I just finished season one I'm into season two a little bit fucking junior huh who thought it, who, who saw that one coming um, I kind of did but, you know, Junior's Junior's funny. I like him because he's so old. He's got these big ears. You know, he's got these massive glasses. Um, who else? I forget all their names because they're all kind of the same name. Um, but I, I, I love him. Obviously, Tony's my favorite character by far. I, I, f I always feel bad when I don't like the, um, like the main character, the main woman character in a series. I always feel like it's probably like some sexist thing that I don't understand that someone's going to call me out on. But in my defense, the only reason I don't like Tony Soprano's wife is because her fucking Carmela is because of like her voice. It's, it's just the voice. It's like, Tony, can you come over here? Come here. Give me some spaghetti. Blah, blah. It's so fucking annoying. It annoys the shit out of me. Um, but she's a great actress and, um, I feel bad for her because she's just cooped up all day. Like, she has to do yoga. She's basically like a Bedford mom in my hometown. So that kind of sucks. But, yeah, it, it's a really, really great show. If you're um, if you're an underaged person, uh, check with your mommy and daddy before you watch it because there's a lot of nudity and uh, shooting and gore and all that type of jazz. But Oh, um, and the police guy, what, it, what he did to himself, uh, Tony's guy on the inside, did not see that one coming. That was pretty crazy. But, yeah, I know all the boys back home love The Sopranos. I was just... The problem with me is I have ADHD, so watching, like, an hour and a half TV show is kind of a tough tough thing for me to do. And it's, like, each episode's, like, depend... It's, like, 45 minutes to an hour and a half, so sometimes I lose focus. But I, I uh, recently, when I was bedridden, <laughs> I was crushing episodes, and then... I had this like crazy fever dream, or not fever dream, I was just super ill and feverish and on a lot of medicine, and I kept like going in and out of sleeping, and I was talking about the mafia a lot, it was, it was weird, so I've been, I've been taking a little bit of a break, because it just was a lot, but I'm going to be getting back into it, probably after this podcast, I'm going to finish this book real quick, and then maybe start on my serial killer book, and then, you know, go from there, I also have this my girlfriend and I watched, um, oh shit, what was it Tokyo Vice? I think it was called with uh, Ansel Elgort. Who this is not a flex, but I get compared. I've been compared to a couple of um, 
couple of celebrities in my life just by looks alone, not a flex, not a flex, just people say I look like him. The first one that was, I think his name was John D or something from Outer Banks maybe or from Stranger Things. Hold on, I'm going to look it up. Outer Banks. There's this, yeah, John D from Outer Banks. I got, I get him a lot, which no fucking way. That guy's an absolute dime. I don't look anything like him. There's this one picture of him where I, he kind of, I kind of look like him, but he's a lot better looking than me. Oh, John B. My bad. Um, he is a lot better looking than me. Um, there's this guy from Stranger Things. Let me find this guy's name. Hold on, hold. On. Not Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> uh, John Joe Keery. I guess he's or Steve Harrington. I don't know which one's which. I never watched that show, but Joe Car- Joe Keery. I, I don't know if the actor's name is Steve Harrington. Oh, sorry. The character's name is Steve Harrington. The actor's name is Joe Carey. I've gotten him. The la- uh, last year, I got the you, the guy from you, so much that I was at a a, a restaurant in Grill, and some girls came up and took a picture with me because they thought I was the guy from you, and I was a little out of it. I didn't understand what they were saying, and I it we it was there's a picture out there that exists of me. Um, probably with my eyes closed in a picture with two girls who think I'm the guy from you. I'm sure when they saw it in the morning, they were like, that guy does not look like the guy from you. Um, and then the other guy I get, which is the whole reason I've been talking about this, is Ansel Elgort. Obviously, he's an absolute dime piece. They all are. I don't look like any of those guys. All those guys are completely beautiful, and I don't look like them at all. But Ansel Elgort is in this new show called Tokyo Vice, I 1,000% recommend it. I could not stop watching it with my girlfriend. There's only one season out. It's fucking amazing. Basically, he's an American reporter in Japan. He becomes the first American writer, or like American writer for this Japanese company. So he does it all in Japanese. I think Ansel learned Japanese for the show. So everything he does in Japanese, whatever. Um, The show is like part Japanese, part English, whatever. But... It is such a good fucking show. I love it. Can't wait for season two to come out. I'm so excited. But because of that, I became really interested in Japanese crime. So I picked up this book called People Who Eat Darkness. It's about a murder. So I'm very excited. Um, I'm going to be reading that soon. It's about some like Japanese underworld. I love that shit. Um, super interesting. So... Yeah, that's that's what I've been up to. That's just little pop culture stuff to bless your ears because there's not much going on and I'm extremely bored. So, we are going to be coming back with more shows, more content. We're going to do pop culture, sports, women in sports, interviews with fighters, every anything you could think of. I we have a soccer podcast coming out, football for you guys overseas that there's other, I think only Belgium is our only overseas, like our consistent overseas listeners. But we got a little bit of everything coming out. Um, as I mentioned millions of times before, I'm a huge, huge, huge Bill Simmons and the Ringer fan. He's my biggest idol in terms of podcasting and stuff like that. So I'm going to definitely be looking to emulate him um, and do not copy his content, but copy the format of his network where he has you know he just talks what i respect about him is he just talks about stuff that he's interested in so i'm just going to talk about stuff i'm interested in and 
if you guys are interested in it too, give us an, or shoot us an email if you're not listening, hearing stuff that you are interested in, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, this is going to be a really fun year. I'm super excited. I just want to take some time out to thank each and every one of you for listening. Anyone who's ever listened, gave us kind words, you know, reached out, did anything to help us in any way. I sincerely appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. When I first did this alone, however many months ago in my bathroom after the Celtics beat the Nets, I never would have thought that this is where it is today where, you know, now me and, you know, like 15 of my really close friends are all working together to create content. Um, I, I, can't, I, could, I would never have been able to imagine it. We're almost at 3,000 all-time listens. Um, you know, we kept it alive during the summer when there was literally nothing going on. We still somehow managed to pull content and, you know, make stuff happen. I, I have the best team in the world that I work with, and I, I'm I'm really, really happy that I get to do this and that I have people that listen to this and, you know, appreciate what we do and give us kind words and promote us and do stuff like that. I really love you guys so much, and I love my team. And, yeah, I just can't fucking wait to really, really do a lot of work on this stuff. So stay tuned. I know I've been saying that for a couple of months, but actually, actually stay tuned now because you're going to start to see what I'm talking about. There's a lot of stuff in the works. And yeah, love you all. Thank you all so much. And Tavio, bring us out with your good ass music. Yeah, shot it with saw with y'all. Oh, hi. Coming to say you look, you're fine. We got to cutting it off. Nobody kidding, fuck on my line. I'ma keep it above with y'all. But shorty, I'm trying to make you mine. Don't make it too easy, I wanna try. She looking too good, can't let it go by. Oh, yeah. Think I won the lotto. This little mulatto, she could be a model. She wanna show me some. Think I won the lotto. Yeah. This little mulatto, she yeah. could be a model. Yeah. She wanna show me yeah. some.